Hello, happy people, and welcome to Office ADHD. Hello and welcome to Office ADHD. I am beyond excited to introduce you to John Brink. This is a man that I could seriously just sit and listen to tell stories for like five days straight and not be bored. Like seriously, he was born in Nazi-occupied Holland, went from a lumber apprentice to lumber business owner, he's a nationally ranked bodybuilder, and that's even just scratching the surface. And he's an ADHD advocate, which is why we have you on the show today. Thank you so much, John, for coming. Thanks, Jenna. Love to be here. And... I barely know where to start with asking questions, but would you mind telling us, you know, how old were you when you got diagnosed with ADHD? Kind of what did that look like for you? Oh my goodness. I got diagnosed. By coincidence, I walked into a bookstore uh, when I was 57 years old and I opened a book there for whatever reason. I still don't know why. And that the book's title was Driven to Distraction. And it talked about ADHD. And I said, oh, my God, that's me. And, and so then I bought the book and I wrote in the book. Now I finally know who I am. But I did it in Dutch because I was ashamed of it. And, and then it took me even then other than my wife that I told, obviously, but uh, then it took me five years before I talked to my doc, the family doctor that was a friend and had delivered both my daughters until mm-hmm. one day I came into his office and he said, hey, John, why are you here? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I think I got ADHD. So, and the answer to your question then is I was 62 then when I got diagnosed. Oh, wow. So even after reading the book, and I love that book, by the way, that was the the first book they had me read after they told me that, hey, guess what? I think you have ADHD. You should read this book. Right. I I adore that book. Right. So, um, but that's, oh, so it took you that long to even just go in and see if that's what it was. That's, that's amazing. What kind of what what kind of finally drew you to go to the doctor like to finally after five years say I just have to know? Well, you know when I read the book and started looking at it and became more and more knowledgeable. Up to that point, I really didn't know what ADHD meant, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so in any event, uh, you know, then I became more aware of it as I googled more about it, got more knowledge about it, uh, uh, available in the public knowledge. Uh, and then at some point I thought, well, I should talk to my doc about it and see what can I do about it? You know, because obviously it's then a disease of some sort, obviously big mistake, but in any event, <laughs> that's where it all started. Right. So then I thought I should know more about it and maybe I can get medication for it. Or maybe they can fix it, you know? So, up to that point, uh, you know, I had little or no knowledge and became more knowledgeable. Then as I became more aware of it, even then it took me a long time because I, as you already said during the introduction, that uh, I was, I'm a businessman. 
uh, started building companies. I have now about 10 different companies, but then I was still in the process of building companies. And, uh, and, and as I interact with lenders and bankers and those kind of people, uh, if I would be talking to them about who I am, uh, then I kind of would be a bit of a challenge if I would have to say, uh, yeah. And the other thing I should tell you, banker, lender, is that I have a mental problem and they call it ADHD. And they would then say, okay, well, have a nice day. You know, so uh, obviously I couldn't do that. So, uh, you know, the, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, how will other people take it? And, do, you know, bringing up the fact that you have accomplished so much. I mean, you were running 10 companies. And I know on some of the things that said that you were feeling like a failure, which I know is, is one of the hallmarks of ADHD, how has, you know, working through this diagnosis helped you realize that you have accomplished so much? How have you been able to kind of process that? Well, you know, the I was not very successful. Now, I wrote two books and, and they are also audios. Uh, is the, the one is Against All Odds and uh, it's an autobiography and it's a very uh, one that I wrote about four years ago or so. I said it took me 80 years to live it, 20 <laughs> years to think about it, two years to write it. And uh, that kind of talks about some of the challenges along the way, uh, you know, and obviously all the while, you know, ADHD, we know now I was born with, it was not something that I acquired, at least not in my mind. And then mm -hmm. I felt I had to be more public about it at some point. In about 2019, I became more vocal about a number of things. A, as you already said during the introduction, I, today I'm 82 and a half. I call the halves now because as you get closer to the end, you have to call the... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm in good shape, obviously, and I intend to live a long time yet. But in any event, I received the honor of... Uh, in 2019 of becoming an honorary doctorate of laws by the University of Northern British Columbia. And at the same time, I received the Order of British Columbia, very honorable acknowledgement of, of things that you have done in the province. Uh, uh, and I was very honored to receive both. But during my presentation that I do, did during the receiving of the order of uh, or the uh, honorary doctorates of laws i talked about uh, i felt it was very important for me to talk about some of the things that had happened along the way a born during the second world war when things were very challenging and very difficult uh, which uh, and we saw far too many things that we should not have seen i was born in northeastern holland you know and and still have the effects of ptsd uh, even now. And then the other part was that my dad was drafted in the Dutch army and they oh. didn't know for five years if he was dead or alive. And we didn't know until after the war that he was still alive. But, uh, you know, so my mother had three young children fighting and struggling away through the war years. And so as a child, I was affected by the uh, inner child issues got counseling for that in the late 50s, actually, uh, you know, uh, hard to imagine. But uh, and then the other part that I talked about more publicly then in, in 2018, 2019 is uh, 
ADHD, the, the stigma around it and the lack of understanding by a lot of individuals. And the other part that I talked about is that I always believe that the frequency of ADHD among males and females is highly underrated, under underestimated. It's much higher than most people thought it would be. And then the other part, very, very important to me, is that I call my book ADHD Unlocked, is that I believe it is a superpower. And once you understand it and accept what it is, then you can do a whole lot of things all at the same time. And that's what I do. And hence, that kind of explains to a certain extent where do all the books come in? Why are you in uh, some of the things that you man, uh, mentioned? I'm the oldest competitive bodybuilder in North America, uh, competing at the Arnold's before uh, COVID came. And again, training right now at 82 and a half and likely in 24 when I'm approaching 83 to 84, again, trying to get to the level of competing at the Arnold's. Uh, I've talked to Arnold already, uh, uh, you know, and he wants me to be there. And so I'm, I'm training for that right now. And then I'm a dressage rider and I'm, uh, I'm an author, as you already uh, mentioned, I'm going to write one book per year and then doing all the other things. And then uh, I'm probably the most listened to podcaster in Canada doing close to 5 million podcasts a month. Oh, sorry, uh, having close to 5 million views uh, on my podcasting and other media that we do on a monthly basis. What What is the name of your podcast? On the Brink. Oh, because of that. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Puns on are my brink. favorite. And you said, too, I know you mentioned that you have a book coming out um, later. In um, What's the July. next book that you have coming out in July? In July, it is... Finding your passion, living the dream. That's great. And we'll have on the officeadhd.com website, we'll put links to, to your books and things okay. so people can go find them there. And I am just amazed at what a project finisher you are because obviously like those of us with ADHD, we all love our projects. We're like, yay, plans. But so how do you find, how do you, how have you helped yourself organize to be able to do, okay, bodybuilding, dressage writing, and like, you know, running companies? And how do you keep yourself going to actually be able to accomplish projects? So the first one is that how do I ever got to the level of, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, let me say it this way, Jenna, uh, without taking too much time, but uh, it's all in my book, I always say, against all odds. <laughs> but, you know, I came to, I was, we were liberated by the Canadian Army uh, April the 12th, 1945. From which point, I knew that my dream would be to go to Canada, not if, but when. I wanted to go when I was 17. Uh, my parents wouldn't let me. I was then drafted into the Dutch Air Force for two years. And then I went to, you know, the Canada when I was 24 years old in 1965. The, uh, I always felt of myself that uh, I was not very successful academically. I failed grade three. Who fails grade three? I don't know any. <laughs> well, I did. And then I failed grade seven three times. And oh. then I said, what are we going to do with this guy? So fortunately, 
Yeah, do we send them to the mentally challenged school or do we get them a job? So they got me a job when I was 14. I was trained as a furniture maker, but I had still the dream of going to Canada. And then my dad worked in lumber and my great-grandfather was a master carpenter. And then the other dream that I had is building my own lumber mills in Canada, starting with nothing to prove to myself that I was okay. I was not a failure. And so when I came to Canada, I left uh, Amsterdam with $150, arrived in Vancouver, then told, uh, I couldn't speak the language, didn't know a soul, didn't have a job. <laughs> I told, uh, you know, an immigration officer, uh, with a German background, I could speak some German, that I want to build a lumber mill. He said, go to Prince George, that's where they're building lumber mills. And I told you before uh, the show started, Prince George is about 500 miles north of Vancouver. And it's in the center of the absolute fabulous province of British Columbia. And so I arrived in, in BC, July 1965, I had $25.47 in my pocket. Wow. And, and uh, no job, could speak language, and started, uh, didn't know a soul, and started out as a cleanup man, then a lumber pilot, and then from there, and then one after the other set a goal, a goal, a goal. Within a year, I was a superintendent of one of the larger mills, and then from there, and then my first business I started when I was here for two years, and, and then from there, and in 1975, I started the company that today we call the Brink Group of Companies, or Brink Force Products. And, uh, you know, with uh, very little money and three employees, and today we are one of the larger secondary manufacturers in Canada, if not North America. That's awesome. And then we so, have a number of other companies as well. So what do you tell to the you know, the would-be entrepreneurs out there that are struggling or that are thinking, oh, maybe it's too late for me, or what What kinds of things do you like to tell them? It is never too late. You know, so that my book talks about that. Uh, it always takes a shock to go, you have to stay mentally, physically in good shape. Just keep moving, keep your brain active always. And then, uh, you know, for me, I nearly died once because I had a case of diverticulitis, uh, which is very serious. I nearly died. I barely, I made it through that one. And then I knew that I had to become more serious about my physical health. So, and I did that, but then I'm usually one of those that uh, I take it very serious once I decide that I'm going to do something. And I, I started working out for about six, seven, eight years on a regular basis. I had a, uh, you know, a trainer working with me and then one day somebody said to me, have you ever thought about going competing? I said, me? Really? <laughs> you know, and so, and then uh, in, in earnest, I started to train for competing. That's great. So in, in 2018, you know, I, I competed regionally in bodybuilding and physique. And my, my group, 50 years and older, uh, was successful second in bodybuilding, third in physique. Then I went provincial. Again, was successful there, which qualified me for the Nationals in Canada and the Arnolds. I'm still in pretty good shape and I'm still competing now again, or training now again for competing, starting again in November and then in 20, 2024, I want to be in the uh, in Ohio at the Arnolds. And I will win. <laughs> we'll show them. <laughs> no, I bet you will. 
So the key, the key likely, Jenna, sorry about that. Oh, no, go ahead. The key likely is that once I understood more about ADHD, that it, and, and although the stigma is slowly diminishing somewhat, not, not totally, that hence my book, that's why I talk about it so much, it's a superpower. That mm -hmm. is not a day that does not go by where people said to me, I've read your book and, and it has made such an impact on somebody around me. I say everybody should read that book, ADHD, not because they believe they are ADHD, but in their circle, family, friends, workplace, they should understand the mind of the ADHD individual. And it usually is a lot of energy. Uh, attention is a major thing about it. But the I can do 20 things all at the same time, you know, and I can make things successful very, very quickly. And uh, that's what I do. And uh, even to the extent now that I did. A, uh, I'm also a professional public speaker. You know, I gave a keynote uh, about a week ago, I think, in a group of about 20 business people. During my presentation, it was supposed to be about lumber, but but other people that did presentations on lumber. So I said to myself, I'm going to talk about a little bit about lumber, then about ADHD and writing books. So there were at least two or three people that stuck their hand up and saying. I have ADHD, but I really have never talked about it. Or the other one said, send my family is something that we are extremely concerned about. And and it's now getting to the point that sometimes I'm in a setting and that a lot of people are, are knowledgeable about it. And even some of them say, darn, I wish I had it too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and you're right. Like you said, it's a lot. It's our ADHD that says, oh, everyone else talked about this. Well, I'm going to change my topic and <laughs> we're going to talk about this because this is important, too. Exactly. And be afraid of that. Exactly. And no, I love that. And I, I love I love how you talk about it as a superpower, because that's that's my favorite way to look at it is to say, hey, it's just like. Well, and it's just like if you were Superman and if you didn't know how to control your superpowers, then no, it wouldn't be very much fun to fly or very much fun to have laser eyes if you couldn't, you know, control when you were going up and down. But exactly. when you know you have ADHD, then you can use it. Exactly. You know, and, and in my case, you know, the it took me so long to discover it. Uh, I was 57. And uh, when I read the, uh, the book and I got familiar with ADHD and bought that book and then five years later was diagnosed, my objective is to make people more aware younger in life and make parents aware that their child uh, may issues around those issues and that the, that does not mean it is a liability. It could well be a benefit, but it may affect the way they train them and teach them and expose them to uh, how they should proceed in terms of uh, finding a career in something that works for them. In my case, up to probably the time that I was well into my 50s, that I felt that I had failed. Even already when I had successful lumber companies, everybody would say, oh, you're so successful, blah, blah, blah. I didn't feel that. You know, I felt I had failed because, uh, you know, the 
I had to start all over again and prove to myself that I was okay, but still I had that feeling of failure until obviously when I became aware of ADHD. Which is, which is crazy because I know that you, in the beginning you said that that was part of your story was to say, if I can build a lumber company, I'll feel successful. And then to have accomplished that and still be like, it's not enough, you know? I want far, far beyond that in terms of I'm an author. I am uh, have written now three books. The third one is coming out in July. A fourth one, I'm already working on it. And, and you will ask the question likely. So I'm giving the answer is that living young, dying old. And <laughs> the whole idea there is that, you know, like even for me at 82 and a half, you know, I'm still very, very active mentally and physically. The better you can make, the longer you can make it last for one, this life. And the second one, and then being mentally and physically in good condition is critical. And and a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it we, we can affect by a, a strong approach to how do I accomplish that? And uh, if you looked at me, I have a sign got hanging on the wall here, and it's about uh, uh, 10 by 12 inches, and the employees gave it to me. With big letters, it says 2547. You know what that relates to, right? Uh, no, what is 2547? 2547, that's what I had in my pocket when I came off the bus. Oh! Okay. $5.47. I counted it three times. I had three books and, and two sets of clothes. That's all I had with me. And then underneath it says attitude, passion, worth ethic. What follows is success. Oh, and so that. that's the way I approach life. So I avoid negative. I will, mm -hmm. if, if I want sunshine and it rains to me today, which is good too, but <laughs> it is sunshine tomorrow. There's no question in my mind about that. And, and so, but to the next book that I will do attitude, passion, work ethic is, is a foundation to a lot of things that I do during my life. And then the book coming out now, you know, finding your passion, a lot of people, they, have a job or they have something and they say, well, I don't like my job really. I, and in some cases they say, I hate it. I say, change it because mm -hmm. you will affect everything around your circle because you're not happy with some of the things you do. Change it. It will show examples of that in my book. And then the other one is, you know, obviously living young, dying old is the whole idea of how do I stay healthy? become knowledgeable and aware of good food, how to, how to take care of your body. You know, your body is extremely forgiving in a lot of cases, but the sooner you start, you know, being in touch with your body in terms of good diets and good, uh, and then staying physically active. And, yeah. and then it is amazing what you can do and I kind of like to be that example that at uh, 82 and a half, I'm training to go to the Arnold's in uh, 2024. And I think I'm going to win. And yeah. Ar Arnold wants to be 
part of me and meeting me at the Arnold's. That'll be exciting. We'll have to get a link to to see you there to see the see how that goes. Yeah, it's fun. But I'm gonna win. <laughs> category. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the people that I compete with could be my my children or grandchild. <laughs> <and they're> like, <laughs> oh, because it's yeah, because it's fifty and older, so they don't have yeah. any division above that. So yeah. No, I would be eighty three. So uh, you know the. Uh, yeah. so, but but yeah. but the, <laughs> the point is that. You need to have goals and objectives. I'm not obsessed about it, but it's good for me physically. It gives me a goal to work towards. It, it comes down to Jenna, you know, is saying that my book is coming out in July, finding your passion, living the dream. And the question then is, with all the ups and downs that are going on in normal life, John, are you living your dream at 82 and a half? I said, you bet I am. I am. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, you know, honestly, my, my last question was going to be, you know, what would you tell somebody that's struggling that just got diagnosed with ADHD? And I, I mean, I can't think of anything better than that. Just, you know, live your dream, you know? Exactly. And then read about it, you know, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, well, I'm going to mention my book, ADHD Unlocked. It's on all the major medias and on Amazon and all the other things. But the way I wrote the book is I wanted to write it in such a way that anybody that wants to read it affected by ADHD and attention being difficult to read a book that goes on and on and on. We did it in and AB included probably about a dozen different cases of ADHD that have recognized it and, and have incorporated it into a successful and happy life recognizing it. And uh, in fact, the foreword to the book was uh, written by a friend of mine, Tracy Lotz, who is a medical doctor and an emergent surgeon, but also ADHD. And, and many other uh, people in the book are people that are directly affected by ADHD and have created a very, very successful life around it. And so Sweet. that was the purpose of the book. Oh, you wrote it for people. I've, you know, I love books like that that are written for people with ADHD. There's so many self-help books that I just have to like stop and figure out how to get through because they were not they were not written for the ADHD brain. And I, so I agree with you, and that's <laughs> why I wrote it in that way. Did you get a copy of my book, ADHD Unlocked? I'm going to. That's <laughs> Do we send one to? So we will. We will send to you a copy Aww. of ADHD Unlocked. Scott will do it today, and oh, against you. all odds as well. You know. So uh, and then the interesting part that you will see. I'm not going to charge you for it. But on oh, on, you. as you know, on the back of the book there's a price. What do you think the price is on the back of the book? Um, I don't know. Yeah. How about twenty five forty seven? Oh. oh! They're 25.47. That's awesome. I love that. That's what Let's I had in my pocket when I came here in 1965. 25.47. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh, so then we can all start with you the same. <gasps> I love that. So yeah. that's kind of where I am. And then kind of looking forward, uh, you know, I still feel... 
I have an obligation to be talk about it if the opportunity presents itself. Uh, I, I'm also a, a motivational speaker and uh, do a lot of other things, uh, you know, being a professional speaker as well. And then keep writing. I want to write a book every year as long as I can. And uh, yeah. And you're going to have to keep us updated with your new product projects because, I mean, now I'm going to have to look up more about dressage because I am curious. I know with the horses and things, but I now I need to know more about that because you brought it up. And so, yes, we definitely need to stay updated with all of any new projects you bring up. Yes. So and, know. and then follow me. Uh, you know, we are on uh, johnabrink.com. And, uh, and then uh, the other one in regards to books uh, and podcasts, uh, On the Brink by John A. Brink, or John Brink. Uh, you know, we do about three podcasts a week, two to three a week on all different topics. But we probably the, the largest viewed podcaster in Canada, I would think. I love it. Thank you. Well, and thank you so much for coming on our, my show today. And thank you so much for all of these amazing resources. I'm going to put some in the episode description and then the rest will go on the blog on the website for this so that everybody can find all of these amazing links and resources. Jenna, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. To learn more about anything we talked about today, head over to officeadhd.com. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. And have a great day. We'll see you next time.